Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you this morning. Thank you for your love, your kindness, the gift of life, the gift of good health. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of your word, the gift of righteousness, the gift of salvation. Thank you for making it possible for us to be gathered here under your feet. Because this gathering is unto you and not unto a man. We ask this morning, dear Holy Spirit, do what you please. Do what you desire with our lives. In Jesus' name, say amen. amen. Please be seated. I want to welcome all of you especially this morning. It's a blessing to have you. And it's a blessing to have Mrs. Aloino missed. God bless you. We are honored. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians five seventeen. You see, before we go here, I want to I want to tell us something. First Timothy four. Verse 15 says something. We'll come back here. I'll show you something. We'll come back here. First Timothy. It says that meditate upon these things. Give us NLT. Just this verse. Okay, let you let's read this one. He said, Meditate upon these things, give thyself wholly to them. That your profiting may appear to all. So you see, when you come to church to hear the word, give yourself to the word. Pay attention to the word. So that by the time you are leaving church, you are soaked with the word. The word is all you need for all the change you desire. Is the word. Everything is the word. By the word. So give yourself. They said that when you give yourself, look, it said, give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into your tasks so that everyone will see what your progress. Meaning that, whenever we come to church, you see, before you came or before we came, we came in with a glory. By the time we are exiting, that glory has changed. But it will only change for those who pay attention to the matters. Because the Bible says, we all with open face, beholding us in the glass. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18, right? Beholding us in the glass, we are what? Changed. So the more we look into the word, the more we are changed from glory to glory. Not from glory to shame, but from glory to glory. So if you do not pay attention, before long you start saying or you start testifying like people who give a certain testimony that I have been in church. What has the church done for me? The church is not there to do anything for you. You have to do something for the church. And who is the church? You are the church. 
So if this what has the church done for me, who are you expecting to do something for you? <laughs> he said, what has the church? You are the church. So you should start saying that what have I done for myself with all that I've heard. So, so give yourself. Give, you say, but we all with open face beholding us in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory from glory to glory from glory to glory. There's a reason why I mentioned this scripture because of what I'm about to say today. And I, I want you to open yourself up and let's follow the scriptures. Do you understand? Because <laughs> on um, Friday, we went to Ho for an assignment, myself and Becky. And I watched you we in the car driving. We were discussing John 3. Just John 3. And I did not even preach to her. She was, I was just asking her questions as she was reading. That she was like, ah, but she has read this thing several times. She never understood it. And I said that most of the preaching that comes, it doesn't come with scripture, it comes with hearsay. And we also go home with hearsay. So we have become part and parcel of hearsay. So when you ask believers that, okay, so what you are saying, where is it written in the Bible? They say, uh, I, I, I'll get back to you. I, I'll get back to you. Because it's, it's hearsay. And hearsay kills. That's what destroyed Job. Job said, I've heard. And when you look at the Hebrew word for I've heard, it means rumor. So Job moved with rumor, not revelation. That's what destroyed him. So when you move with rumor, you'll be destroyed. But when you move with revelation, you de- this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. You see, this translation got it wrong. That's what the Bible is saying. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a belonging where you can detach yourself. No. It's not a belonging. I feel like belonging to. No. That's not what the Bible says. So it was wrong. <laughs> Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Have you thought about it? That when you are in Christ, you are new. Have you thought about it? You see, in our homes, when you see a dog live with a human being for a long time, and a dog doesn't go out to associate with other dogs, what do you see the dog doing? You see a dog behaving like a human being. We have allowed ourselves to live with in the flesh for a long time. So we have lost contact with the spiritual realm. But we are spirits. You are confused. You don't need to get confused. I'll give you scriptures. You know, I don't just say things. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Listen to me. And don't get me wrong, please. Do not exercise fear thinking it is faith. I will explain that. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become what? New. Old. The old. The Bible says the day you came to the front and you accepted Christ, you have become a new creature. A new creature means that you have never existed before. 
just came into being a new creature, not a renovated, no, but a new creature. He did not say, you shall become. He said, you are a new creature. Not that one day. He said, you are a new creature. You are new. That's, ah, but <laughs> I am still the same body. We are not talking about the body. We are talking about the spirit. You are what? A new creature. So, the old creature had a certain lifestyle. The old creature is subject to certain things. Now that you are new, are you still subject to those things? If it is yes, then there's no need to be a new creature. If it's no, then identify your creature, your, yourself well. Let's go back to John 3. John 3. There's something there. Listen to me. If you know who you are, you don't need a malam. You are above the malam. You are above, you are above the fetish priest. You are above. But maybe we've not been taught. And that's why I'm doing it. Let, let's jump to verse 5 straight. No, give me King James until I say change it. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Except a man be born of water, which is the word. Water stands for what? The word. Because in James 1.18, he said, he has given birth to us by the word of truth. So, the water there stands for what? The word. The spirit stands for what? The Holy Ghost. So, it's capital S. Can you see? He cannot enter the kingdom of what? God. Verse 6. Verse 6. Oh. <laughs> Beautiful. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. When somebody gives birth and we go to the house, we are so conscious and mindful to see who does the child look like. The father or the mother. Born of the flesh. So, he must look like the mother or the father. Born of the flesh. If he doesn't look like the mother or the father, they start questioning the mother. Whose child is this one? Because you must promise look like your father or look like your mother. You are born of the flesh. So, they that are also born of the spirit will look like who? What makes you? So, you are what? You are a spirit. to understand. No, if you have accepted the first one, why can't you accept the second one? <laughs> Do you understand? I'm going somewhere. Just follow me. Eh? Born of the flesh. Eh? Born of the flesh. So we can see. I saw it. They see you know, they say, Charlie. Yeah. 
When I talk on the phone, they say, you just remind us of your father. Born of the flesh. Now, born of the spirit. So you are what? Why are you not behaving as such? Why is he behaving like you are born of the flesh? Why are you not acting it out? Oh, Allah akusufara klande. They got it wrong again. So I said, you don't go there. No, don't go there. <laughs> they got it wrong again. So don't go there. I don't have time to be going to those days. Verse 7. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be what? Born again. You see, listen to me. Jesus was not talking to a goat. He was talking to a human being. He was talking to Nicodemus, right? He was talking to Nicodemus, a human being. You must be born. But the person has been born. So what is Jesus talking about? Think about it. Verse 8. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Now you can give us this verse in NLT. <laughs> The wind blows where it wants. Just as you can hear the wind but cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So you cannot explain how people are born of the spirit. We hear of the wind. Oh? Do we tell where it is coming from? Do we tell where it is going? We cannot tell. So, born of the spirit, you should not be defined. So what defines bone of the flesh should not define you. Are you here? You see, I am teaching you this thing to flash out a certain fear in your heart. Let that fear that was placed by man of the flesh be flashed out because you are a spirit. You are not a flesh. You are just in the body. Okay, we, we, we need a house. You see, when we say that, sorry, she's not. When I say this sister is a witch, do you see a witchcraft? But the thing she does tells you what she's what a witch. Then you bring this person and say, Rev, cast out the witchcraft out of her. Meaning that there is a spirit occupying this container. That spirit must be sucked out of this body. Right? So, you, you come for prayer, this spirit is sucked out of this body. But do you see the spirit? How convinced are you that now she's no more a witch? But now, the way she's acting shows you that she's no more a witch. So, a spirit occupied her and you saw that she's now a witch by the thing she is doing. So you are even afraid to eat with her. You are even afraid to sleep in the same room with her. You are afraid to sit at the same place with her. Because you are born of the flesh. So you are afraid. But now it is not a witch. The Holy Ghost. Zakrando Palwa Sapahante. It is the Holy Ghost. That has come to occupy you. Why are you not behaving for us to see. That it is the Holy Ghost inside of you. And you are behaving as though there is no Holy Ghost. No wonder. When Saul died. And it was reported to David. 
David said that you died like you were not anointed. You died like you were not anointed because people who have the Holy Ghost, they say way they die. They tell when they exit. No, come on here. Let me tell you something. Thank you. John 11, verse 25. You guys, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. I am the resurrection. Then he continued. And the life. There is only one resurrection. There is only one life. But it's big. So, so what? Don't worry. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. See, resurrection is there, life is there. Jesus is now explaining what it means when he says he is what? The resurrection. That he will now explain what it means when he says he is the life. Now he's explaining what resurrection to us first. What is he saying? He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. That's resurrection. Even if your kidney is dead, even, even, it is not supposed to die anyway, but just in case it dies, I am the resurrection. In other words, that dead kidney will come back to life. Right? No, are you in church? I float, I'm saying. Oh, oh, it's, too, it's too deep. Is it too hard? <laughs> I am the resurrection. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, not is dead, he were dead. We're dead. We're dead. But because you believe, and I am the resurrection, that dead thing will come back to life. In other words, because I'm in you, nothing is permitted to die. Verse 26. Verse 26. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. That's the life. They said, Believest thou this? <laughs> do you believe it? So You don't need to do anything, you just have to believe it. You just have to believe it. Who is talking here? Jesus. He's the one talking. That I am the resurrection. I am the life. Jesus is the one talking. He was talking at the time that he had not died. He was with the disciples and he was talking to them. Now Jesus is dead, resurrected. He's no more with the disciples physically, but he's inside us. So we carry the resurrection. We carry the life. We are resurrection carriers and life carriers. You should know who you are. So I said, Becky, that this is where my pride comes from. Yeah. 
So when people say you are too proud because you think you know, this is where my pride comes from. No. <laughs> no juju, nothing. This is where my pride comes from. I am, I am the carrier. Oh, Aku Alasi. I am the carrier. Iparoso Faliata. I am the carrier. First John 5.10. First John 5.10. I want to just blow your mind with the scriptures. Because we are living word. We are people of the word. <laughs> the word. He that believeth on the son of God has the witness in himself. He that believeth has the witness in himself. <laughs> no problem. He that believeth not has made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave of his son. He believeth not the record. What's the record? And this is the record. That God has given to us eternal life. God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Watch. Jesus again is talking to living people. Who have life already. But he's telling them that you have received eternal life. <laughs> If the life you had before eternal life is the same as eternal life, then there's no need for eternal life. Do you understand it? For instance, if the qualification of uh, SHS is the same as first degree, then you don't need to go to first, uh, university. Just after SHS, you are done. Do you understand? So I'm saying that he was talking to them that you have eternal life. You're talking to human beings. You have eternal life. In other words, they have they had a certain life before, but now that he has come, now they have eternal life. What does he mean to have eternal life? If eternal life was not important, he wouldn't have even spoken about it in the first place. He wouldn't have even given his son in the first place. Do you understand? Because you see, when you believed in Christ, what did you receive? It does not occur to you. But the whole you believed in Christ, what did you receive? Can we continue? And this life is what? In his son. The eternal life is in his son. Verse 12. He that has the son has life. So to look for the, for the life is to look for Jesus. When you have Jesus, you have that life. Are you here? And he that has not the son of God has no life. Verse 13. This is have I written unto you that believeth on the name of the son of God that ye may know that ye have eternal life that you may know. If eternal life is so important, he will not say that you may know. Because see, I think that he saw that they were not living the life they ought to live as eternal life careers. To say, I want you to know that, Charlie, you have eternal life. Oh. I judge. I in church. Verse 14. 
there's a, and this is a confidence. What's the confidence that we have eternal life? Now go to Numbers 21, verse 8. We'll come back to John 3. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee what a fiery serpent and set it upon a pole. And it shall come to pass that everyone that is beaten, when he looketh upon it, shall what? Shall what? Shall what? Live. This is a serpent. Lift up the pole. When you see, when you look, you will live. You just have to what? Look. So Hebrews are looking upon Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. Just looking. And who is Jesus? Jesus is the word. So just looking into the word, you are already living. Ah, <laughs> You see why you need to have a Bible? Just looking at the word, you're already living. Like just looking, just looking. You are, you are just living. Verse 9. Let me show you. Verse 9. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole and it came to pass that if a serpent had beaten any man when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. He did not die. He lived. He was lived. He was lived. Pay attention to this scripture very well. And let's go back to John 3, verse 8. Where did we end? Verse 8. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou, blah, blah, blah. verse 9. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Just like Mary said, How can these things be? He said, the power of the Most High shall overshadow you. Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel and knowest not these things? That's the difference between a man of God and a preacher. Preachers go by hearsay. Men of God, they know it. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen and ye receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things and ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. Verse 14. And as Moses, and as Moses, we read in Numbers 21, 8 to 9, and as Moses, Jesus is quoting Numbers now, and as Moses, Lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Even so must the son of man be lifted up. When Moses lifted the serpent, what happened? They lived. When the son of man is lifted, what happened? You will live. Listen to me. The children of Israel had the opportunity just to look. But we do not look. We carry. Are you here? We carry. That is why 
no juju, no cultist should threaten you. Because they are little. You understand? They are. No matter the books they show you, it can be six and seven books of Moses. And that's what they show you anyway. But I have read the six and seven books of Moses. I have read eight, nine, ten of Moses. I have read all. You read just six and seven books of Moses. It's just one book like this that they've written on it, six and seven. There's another book again, they've written on it, eight, nine, ten. I have read both. Look, they just show you one. You don't even know there's eight, nine, ten. There is, yes, there is. It, but it's the same, it's common. <laughs> Paroclophaliata. The soul rev is because you have not met one before. If you meet one, you won't understand. I've met. I have met one. As a young Christian, I casted a vulgar spirit out of a man. As a young Christian. So I have met. When you watch the Indian movies, you see some God with a lot of hands. I have taken that spirit out of a man before as a young believer. So don't tell me I've not seen. Have you casted demons before and you see smell? You, you, you smell, you smell coming out of the person. Different, different smell. Don't tell me I've not seen anything. So I know what I'm talking about. I said, no juju. Yeah. And I will deceive you anyway. That whosoever believeth in him should not. It's a decree. You see, when you read this, you should jump. <clears throat> Who is a lawyer here? God bless this church with lawyers. Should not. If you believe, you should not perish. You should not. It means that before you were perishing, but now that you believe, you must not perish. You should not perish. Why? You have eternal life. The life you had before was subject to perishing. But what you have now cannot perish. It cannot perish. You see, that's why when Jesus even died, the Bible said they buried him in the grave. When they went to the grave, did they see the napkins? They didn't see their body. Because he's what? An embodiment of what? Eternal life. So, Revo, why are you preaching this? Number one, to take fear out of you. Number two, to know who you are. And number three, you have the power to determine what happens to your body and what does not happen to your body. You have it. You see, Paul said we have believed, so we have spoken. For us to know, he said, the, the, where the word of a king is, there is power. There is what power. You see, I was watching a documentary recently and I was, we were watching the lion. And my brother was telling me that when the lion roars, it can go up to five miles. So they use their roar and their, and their weary to determine their boundary, their territory. That I am here, you don't enter. When you enter, it means that you are ready to be made a breakfast, lunch, or supper. So they roar when they wake up in the morning. Whoa! 
Because you will be a lion, but if you do not roar, nobody will know you are a lion. Because when you look at your face carefully, you will be like a cat be. So you need to roar for us to know that you are what? A lion. So you need to roar. Determine the things that happen around you. Control the things that happen around you. Why? A proper why Santini said that he is not a chief, he's a king. Chiefs don't have control, but kings have control. That's why there are a lot of land gas issues in Accra. You buy one land, you buy it six or seven times. But that doesn't happen in Ashanti Kingdom. Because if you're a chief, everybody is a chief. He's a king. If you're a chief, you sell land two or four times and he hears it, he will dethrone you that day. <laughs> the king will dethrone you that day. He determines what happens in the Ashanti Kingdom. He determines it. That's why the two presidents, former and the current, they all go and sit under his feet. When the president is the, is the first man of the land, he's just a man of a, a kingdom, a shanty kingdom, one region. But the president is the president of all the 16 regions. But they go and bow to one man who is controlling one region. When you know who you are, you don't shake your body. It's the things you say. Yeah. So people you use, especially here the NDC guys, why is Asante? He did not say anything because they know when Asante, he needs to say something. It supersedes what, what the president is saying. And I want a fan shape. The president was there. President Akufado was there. He came and I saw the cheers. And then Asante kingdom, the man came. Everybody stood up for him. Yeah. He stood up. And the king doesn't just talk because whatever he says is a law. You shall make a decree. Job 22, verse 28. You shall make a decree. You are a king. You make a decree. So you make a law. You make a law. Take all your organs and make a law. And say, today I decree. Kidney, you cannot fail. Lance, you cannot fail. This, you make a decree. And the Bible says, it shall be established because you made it. You are a king. Listen to me. It does not matter if the kid is a drunkard. Nobody questions the drunkenness. Nobody questions it if the kid is a woman. Nobody questions it. They just ask, is it the king who said this? Yes, it's the king. It's, it's finished. No, it is fi you don't obey. You are going. Oh, I did not obey because that day you gave the instruction, you were, you were drunk. Really? No problem. You will go. That's when Noah got drunk and even cursed. It's happened. God did not say, no, well, you were drunk, so <laughs> this case dear. No, 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 no. No, no, it happened. When Abimelech touched the wife or tried to touch the wife of a king, King Abraham, God said, you fear. You don't fear. You want to touch the princess? You want to touch the princess, the queen? You want to touch her? No problem. No problem. I am angry at you, oh, Abimelech. From today, your destiny will not work. All the women in your house are barren because you tried. Not that you did. You tried. You tried. You, you attempted to do. Not that you did it. You attempted to touch. You see, when I say, touch not my anointed. It's not just insult. No, 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 no. Touch not my anointed. It's not just talking about human beings insulting you or saying something. But touch not my anointed. It's a commander that goes to all the realms of the world, including demons. Touch not, so touch not my kidney. 
that's not my lands. That's not my business. That's not my, that, that's not. That's not. And when they touch, what do you do? You strike them dead. That's not. That's not. How can a lion be in the house? Or how can a cat be in the house? And all the rats have occupied the bedroom and the city hall. And how can a cat be around? It's not possible. No, it's not possible. No, have you ever entered your room and then you put on the light and darkness began to ask questions? It's not yet time. Why have you come to put on the light right now? No, no, I want to say, have you ever heard it before? They vacate immediately. And the Bible says that you are the light of the world. Control the things that happen in the atmosphere. Control it. Don't leave the atmosphere for demons to control. And say, oh, I, I leave it in the hands of God. It doesn't work. Please, that thing I've told you, commit it into the hands of God. Please, please, please. That was Old Testament. In the New Testament, he said he called the twelve. He gave them power and said, go and determine the things that happen. Then he called the seventy. He gave them power. He said, go determine what happens. He did not say, leave it to me. He did not, even the Old Testament temple. Oh, it's in the house of God. <laughs> Let the will of God be done. Can I tell you something? It's, it's not to bless you, but you need to really understand what I'm saying. One of the useless players to, prayers to play, to pray, is to say, Let the will of God be done. Now I'll explain. One of the useless prayers to let your will. If you say, let your will be done, which of the wills are you saying it should be done? <laughs> no. Which, which of the wills are you saying it should be done? That's an irresponsible faith. You are shifting the thing to the hands of God so that, so that however it goes, you can blame God. Like Martha and Mary, oh Jesus, if you had been here, our brother wouldn't have died. You want to blame God. God knew he was blaming the days of God, the Garden of Eden. So he has dodged from, from blame again. He has dodged the blame. No more blames again. He knew. Yeah. Adam said, it's a woman he gave you. Meanwhile, when the woman came, Adam came out of sleep. He never asked God any question. He went straight and said, you shall be a woman. He forgot about God. Start talking to the woman straight. This bone of my bone. <laughs> flesh of my flesh. He said, giving this the adjectives were just coming. Adam became a grammarian, started speaking English. But when trouble came, he said, It is you, God. The woman you gave me. So God said, Okay, I've learned. So now, he that finds a wife. So you go and find. I won't give again now. Go and find. So, God is out of blames. He's, he's too smart for that. Yeah. He's too smart for that. Are you here? Why should you say that will be done? When Matthew 18, 18 is there. Matthew 18, Amplify. He got his right there. Amplify got his right is why I tell you I need a lot of time. Yeah. I need a lot of time to study. How will you know that this version got its right, this one got its wrong? You need to be reading everything. So one verse. So you see, John 3. I read it in a lot of verses to know that this one, they got, this verse, they got it wrong. This one, it's not easy. 
I assure you, a most solemnly say to you, whatever you bind, what does it mean to bind? To forbid. You are English people, you know forbid. How did accounting? Declare to what? Improper and what? Unlawful. You declare to be improper. They said, it's in the house of God. <laughs> what's in the house of God? No, no, what's in the house of God? He should declare for you. He said, whatever you, 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 you declare. You declare. You declare. You declare. You, you. He said, whatever you. Can't you say that? Whatever you is there. I'm not the one saying it. You. You bind. To bind means what? To forbid. To declare to you what's improper and unlawful. How can a tenant in your house misbehave and say, I live, I live to the house of God? <laughs> See, they said on earth shall have already been what? Bound in heaven. And whatever you lose or permit, declare to you what? Lawful. You declare this thing lawful, it is lawful. You declare it unlawful, it's unlawful. No wonder Solomon said declares there's an error. That kings are walking and, and the servants are riding on horses. It's an error. Yeah. The things you should declare unlawful, we have allowed them to happen. We've allowed them to happen. Think it's humility. Yeah. Think it is humility. So allow this thing to happen, it's humility. It's not humility. It's not humility. You see, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you are different. When the Holy Ghost did not come upon Peter, he saw even a child. And the child told him, you are part of Jesus. But when the Holy Ghost came, he stood before the judges and told them, you must be born again. Yeah. They said, we will lock you. They said, you, you are a judge, judge yourself. Should we listen to you or listen to God? Judge yourself. But for your information, we are not listening to you. Just as they were released, they went to the temple again and began to preach. They know what they have. They know it. That's why God could honor them so much that they could see the cripple. And say, rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. If this simple thing you cannot believe it for yourself, who can you tell to rise to walk? So right now, by the power, eh, you see, Ecclesiastes 8 verse 4, I'm standing on that to say something right now. Ecclesiastes 8 verse 4. For the word of a king is authoritative and powerful. And who will say to him, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, the Bible is you too. Hey! I don't know who we are. Who, who, who will say, what are you doing? Who, who, who will say, what are you doing? The king has spoken. He has what? Spoken. Yeah. He, he has, he has, yesterday, once I was in the Babylon Saloon, they were showing a, a Nigerian movie about a king and then the driver and then the mates. The house helps. Then, the driver took the king out, and while they were going out, they saw a lady. And the king asked the driver to stop and asked the lady to hop in. 
Not knowing that the lady happens to be the girlfriend of the driver. Hey! <laughs> so, once we were talking in the car, then the king said, do you have a boyfriend? Then I said, boy. 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 I don't even like boys at all. To think boy, boy. No, I don't like boys at all. And the guy's heart was Charlie. You could see that he's looking front and backward. Looking front and Charlie. And then they kept talking. Then the king said, Oh, can we go and have lunch? The lady said, Kid, anywhere you want to go at any time, I am going. Then the driver just stopped. <laughs> he said, What's the problem? He said, I, I, I'm checking something. Please move now. Then he, said, he began to move. Then the king said, take us to this restaurant. The driver drove there. No, no, he drove there. The king has spoken. He said, drive us there. To this restaurant. They drove there. They sat down. Say, wait. You are eating. The driver stood there. He could not say, king, this is my lady. He could not say it. Because if you say it, you will lose your job, one, and you will lose the lady, two. So better lose one and keep one. Yeah, lose one. And you have lost already anyway. You have lost already. Yeah, and the king said, the lady said, oh, king, I, I, I can't imagine you are doing The king said, you've seen nothing. Wait till I take you to Abuja. And I will, I will spoil you. Then the lady said, king, anywhere, anytime, <laughs> anywhere, anytime, anywhere. Anywhere. After everything, the king said, take the lady and send her home. So on their way, the, the driver stopped and said, Why? Do you know the response of the lady? They say, You are wicked. Who will get this opportunity and let it go? You are wicked. I've been suffering with you for all this while. And this is going to say, You are. If let's say we, I'll take the key, you, you lose your job. Yeah. The lady guy got angry, threw the lady out of the car. He said, Oh, you lost your job already. He said, Okay, sorry, go back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why? The word of the king is at work. You see, this is happening at his absence. The king is not there, but the word that he has spoken, you know, he doesn't need to be there. No, no, no. The word must be obeyed. If you do not obey, you're in trouble. So you are a king. You are a king. Stop walking like no. No, 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 no. No, no. You are a king. You are a king. Have you seen Queen Elizabeth stand at the chopper? In the hospital, she doesn't go. The doctor, the hospital comes to her, the palace. They come to the palace. I have the priest married a lady and then she has to go to Switzerland or something. Say, listen, if you move to Switzerland, the royal treatment you get in UK, you will not get it in Switzerland. So stay here. So I'm still going. I said, no, 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 Charlie. The queen has spoken. The king has spoken. Who are you? Last scripture, Revelation 1, verse 5 and 6. See what God has made you. And don't cheapen yourself. 
It's too long. You guys, King James, it's too long. King James. And from Jesus Christ, who is what the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth. <laughs> he is what? The prince of the kings of the earth. Where are we? We are here. We are kings. Jesus acknowledges we are kings because that's how he made us. So it, 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 it saddens his heart when he sees the kings behaving as though they are good for nothing. Because somebody has said so. No wonder when he appeared in the garden, though he could see Adam so naked. And he said, Adam, where are you? He said, I've hid myself because I'm naked. God said, who told you? Who told you? I'm the only one to tell you you are naked. Anyone who says you are naked is nonsense. I am the only one. So God said, who told you? Does it mean that God can't see that Adam is naked? He said, who told you? Who told you? In other words, don't believe any other words. Believe just my words. What I say is final. Unto him that loved us and washed us. Washed. Not shall wash. Washed. Washed. Us from our sins in his own blood. Then verse 6, oh boy. And has made. Not shall make. Made. Pastors. Made us what? Kings and priests. Unto God and his father. Do you know why you are a king and a priest? You are a king because you deal with human beings. You are a priest because you deal with God. So you are, you see, in the book of Exodus, they said that you shall be a kingdom of priests. You shall be, but they couldn't be. But Jesus died and made us so. Hey. Mommy, if the Bible says you shall lay hands on the sick, this your hands, that you take it to the kitchen. He says you shall lay your hands on the sick. You have two hands. One of them does certain things we can't say publicly, but you lay that hand on the sick. <laughs> Though this one goes to your washroom, that we cannot see what it does in the worship, but you lay that hand on the sick and the sick recover. No. Think, no, think about it. You, 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 you will lay, you will lay hands, you will lay your hands, this, your hands, you will lay it. Eh? Are you in church? I'm talking about Mark 16, 17. You lay your hands on the sick. Don't speaking shouldn't be the only indication that you're a Christian. It's the least of it. If I'm speaking everywhere, it shouldn't be news. I'm an airway. If I'm speaking in tongues, I'm a spirit, so that's my language. It shouldn't be news. But what's the news? These signs shall follow them. 
Go to verse 17. No, no, no. Give me King James. Until I say so. This signs shall follow them that believe. Do you believe? So are these signs following you? We are quick to write medicines. But these signs shall Medicine is not wrong. I'm not against it. I can't be against it because God gave people wisdom to produce the medicine. Yeah. That wisdom is from God. So I can't be against it. No, I'm not. Do you understand? If even Paul told Timothy, take alcohol. That's medicine. For your stomach. Paul didn't pray. <laughs> and this sign shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. That's what we all do. That's the first one. No, no, after he cast the demon out. What you are running away from that you cannot sleep. You can't put off your light. Your light is on. You have increased even the light, added more light. Verse 18. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink, if they drink. If they drink, 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 any deadly thing, any deadly thing. If they drink. No, he said, you drank it. Not that unknowingly it came. No, you drank it. He said, to not hurt you. It shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick. They shall lay hands on the sick. And they will fall more sick. But they will do what? Who are you, my dear? Let nobody deceive you. With anything. No. Let's believe the scriptures. Are you with me? Let's believe the scriptures. Let's believe what you have inside of you. You carry something. You carry something. You see, the way a pregnant woman is so conscious of the pregnancy to the extent that it determines how she sits, determines how she sleeps, determines what she even eats, where she goes, where she even sits in a car. It determines, she's so conscious of what? Because there's a baby in there. She's so conscious of it. Listen to me, there's a Holy Ghost in there. Be so conscious of the Holy Ghost. He's a person. He's not, a, he's not air. He's a person. He's not, he's not oil in the bottle. That bottle is just a medium through which we transmit the power of the Holy Ghost, not the Holy Ghost. Wise have deprived us of the power of God. Like you say, receive the Holy Ghost. Nobody can throw the Holy Ghost. Please. We can only throw the power of the Holy Ghost, but not the Holy Ghost. He's a human being. How can I carry you like this and throw you like that? No, come on here. Stop it. He's a human being. And listen to me. Don't give the Holy Ghost a chair. It's wrong. It's idolism. Don't give the Holy Ghost a chair. Oh, I sit here. The Holy Ghost is here. You are idolizing the Holy Ghost. That's number one. Number two. You are saying that 
Holy Ghost, I am placing you at a certain geographical location. In other words, if it's just the north, you are just in charge of my north. But my south, my east and west, you are not. Because you have placed the Holy Ghost on your right. What happens to your left? What happens to your back and your front? Come on here. He doesn't need a chair. When you sit, the Holy Ghost sits. When you stand, he stands. He's inside you. He doesn't need a chair. And the Holy Ghost is not a bed. Where you use the dove to symbolize the Holy Ghost. He's not a bed. It's wrong. It's an insult. So you don't use a dove as a, your DP or status saying Holy Spirit. It's an insult. He's a human being. Oh, but the Bible said the Holy Ghost came like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. He said he came in the form of a dove. Meaning that the way you see a dove fly and lands, that's how the Holy Ghost came. So he's just using the dove experience to explain the, what has happened. Not that the Holy Ghost has come like a dove. No, are you with me? Yeah. There are people who, who can make noise like a cat or a cow and all those. Are they cows? No. They are just using the thing to explain that this is how a cow cries. This is how a goat or a... But that doesn't make them a goat. So is it, the way you see a, the, the dove fly, it comes like that and come down. That's how the Holy Ghost came on Jesus. That's how the Holy Ghost came on Jesus. Not, not that the Holy Ghost is a dove. How many doves can we have? Can we have seven billion doves? Now, shall we carry one dove on my own? Okay. It's even an insult. How can you be obeying a dove? You're a human being. That's why those stupid people who say that we came from monkeys. I say, God forgive your brains. You got a monkey that tied the waist. Take, take it to the marketplace. You display it to get you money. So you ask your mother or your father, you are doing like that. Rise to your feet. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Listen. Job 22, 28. You shall make a decree. Job 22, 28. You shall make a decree. I want you to just pray with this knowledge that has come to you, with this revelation that has come to you so hot in your spirit. I want you to stand on this scripture. 28. Thou shalt also decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee. Say, you shall decree a thing. I want to just take one minute and make some declarations. Make some declarations. Declarations. Open your mouth. Make some declarations. There are certain things you need to correct. Correct them. Correct it. Correct it. God is looking at you to correct it. He's waiting for you to say something. For you to say something. Correct it. Correct it. Hallelujah. Look, look, look again to five minutes more. John, sorry, Hebrews 13, verse 5. 
your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as he have. For he has said, for he has said, God has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. I will never. He did not give a condition. I will never. Never is what never. So stop listening to those people who say that God lives and come. He lives and come. He lives and come. I don't know which Bible they read. That's the Bible. He said, I will never. So he said, you can also be writing it down. When you go to open your own Bibles and see if what we are projecting to you, I, I, I have forged it. I will never leave you, nor what? Forsake thee. Then he gave a reason. Verse 6. So that we may boldly say, we may boldly say, we may boldly say, God is waiting for you to say something. I don't know what you want to say this morning. I don't know what you want to say this morning. He's waiting for you. Say, so that we may boldly say, say something. Open your mouth. Say something. He wants to hear. He wants to hear. He wants to hear. Say something. Say something. Say something. He wants to hear you. So we may boldly say. We may boldly say. We may boldly say. In the name of Jesus. Say amen. Then the last prayer. I hope I'm not boring you. Numbers 11, 23. The last part. Numbers 11, 23. Oh, sorry. Mark 11, 23. Sorry. I'm very sorry. Mark 11, sorry. There's something different. Mark. Beautiful. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say, that's why you don't need to keep quiet, right? Say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things those things which he said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said. You will have whatever you say. If you say to this mountain, I don't know what mountain is your life, but if you can say to that mountain, be that removed. Bible says that you will have whatever you say. Open your mouth. Relocate certain mountains out of your lives. Relocate them. Take them out of your life. Anything you, you, you can identify as a mountain, you have the power now to relocate it. You have the power. You have the power. You have the power to relocate that thing. You have the power. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your word. We love you so much because you have first loved us. Receive our praise. We are honored because your ears are always attentive to our prayers and your angels are always on guard to carry out our request and also to deliver the answers to every request. We declare so. Because the Bible says that all the promises, all the promises are yes and amen. All the promises, they are fulfilled in Christ. All the promises. So we thank you for the fulfillment of all the prayers. In Jesus' mighty name. Say amen. amen. This morning, someone invited you to church. You are not born again. You have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You want to do so. Can you just lift up your right hand? I want to pray with you. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You want to receive Jesus as a Lord and Savior.
Father, we thank you this morning for all the lives here in Jesus' mighty name. Say amen.